0: Welcome to the Seahawks 360 podcast, collabing with Seahawks Talk from with Joe Stevens, and we are here to talk Hawks with you guys. Um, we are going to start off, I guess, we'll revamp. has been a minute since Joe and I talked, so we'll catch up on all things Seahawks. Talk about the state of the Seahawks in general as well as previewing um, this upcoming game against the Ravens. Against the, I said the Ravens. The Rams.
1: No, um, not the Ravens again.
0: <laughs> you know what? I don't know what's worse. Those are the games that got the most embarrassed. Yeah, <laughs> the Rams yeah. and the Ravens were the most embarrassing games of the season like by far. Not even close. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, Joe, where's your head at on the team? Um, you just you, said you just rewatched the game from before. How are you feeling about I guess the upcoming game and, and about the team in general as, like as a contender?
1: Uh, the Ravens game was definitely a reality to, when it yeah. comes to being a contender. They uh, they hung in there. I wasn't too mad about the Bengals game. You know, it, obviously it was rough. The Reds on offense was absolutely terrible. Yep. Um but last game, I'd say it was it shouldn't have been as close as the score was
0: yeah yeah for sure um and they had a bounce back game you know against the commanders but they i would have been in panic mode had they not won that game they, they needed to win that game but the ravens game really was just you just look like you were in a different class you weren't in the same class as as the ravens and, and they are a really good team i think they're Honestly, underrated. I think they really might be one of the best teams in football at this point, Um, just in terms of oh. their balance and their, like, offense, defense. Yeah. Like, they really – they got it going in ways that I – looking at that roster i don't understand to
1: be honest yeah let's get that out of the way let's get the ravens game out of the way because that's yeah. a, that's the one that like i the least want to talk about because it was absolutely terrible yeah um,
0: yeah the, 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 we, we 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 saw ourselves in the mirror and it didn't look pretty <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah and it was like a lot of people so that's we we're talking before the show um I don't know. That was like, people wanted to bench Geno that game, but I don't know if I'd blame that on Geno, the offensive line, the defensive line. You know, it was just terrible throughout. I mean, it sucked. It did suck.
0: I, I, I was team bench Geno you know, that game because of the turnovers, right? And so my thing with Geno, and, and while I've always been an advocate for arguing Geno over Drew Locke under any circumstance, just because I'm like, P Carroll doesn't like turnovers. He really, mm-hmm. he want like, he that's critical to him. You must take care of the ball. And Drew Locke isn't that guy. I mean, he's got more upside, but he's not that guy. But if you're just going go to throw, throw picks left and right, like, Gino was just throwing interceptions left and right. And I do know it wasn't all his fault, but like, my thing with Gino, especially in that game, was okay, you know, the pressure's coming, gotta get rid of the ball, dude. Like, you just can't keep holding on to the ball. He's taking, he, whenever he wasn't taking a huge sack, it was a turnover of some kind. It was just always some kind of negative play. Um, They couldn't get anything going offensively. And I think, honestly, defensively, they held up pretty well early on.
1: Yeah, but until, you know, broke the like, time of possession, I, I was looking yeah. at that after the game. It was like 41 to 19. Yeah. And the defense gets tired. Yeah. And they, they can't just be on the field you know, realistically, our offensive drive for like one minute, it felt like. So when that defense is on the field for 10 minutes and the offense is on the field for one minute, you know, they got nothing going I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. A lot of people, you know, pointed to the defense in that particular game. And I'm just like, I, I saw them play hard early on. In fact, I saw them not only play hard, I saw them get a couple turnovers and then the mm-hmm. offense not be able to do anything with it. And I think that kind of broke their spirit. I mean, that's frustrating. Like you keep getting opportunities for your offense and they can't do anything with it. I I really don't think they were as locked in as that game went on. And, and probably it was mental. Part of it, I'm sure, was them being tired. But then they just got boat raced. And so it was ugly from there. But I agree with you. I don't want to spend too much time talking about that game.
1: Well, uh, there was one thing that uh, – there wasn't a lot of positives, but one thing that people were talking about after the game I remember seeing was when Jamal Adams and Devin Witherspoon were fighting on the sidelines or arguing a little bit on the sidelines. I was totally happy with that. You know what? Because they still cared. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of teams, if you suck and you know you suck, people aren't going to care. They're like, oh, yeah. whatever. You know, those two guys together, the energy that they have, I think is really good for our team. So. I agree.
0: I agree, and and you saw and and that carried over. Um, mm-hmm. They were able to. I, I'm not gonna say put together a complete game. It wasn't the get right game you'd love to see from a top contender. I think against the Commanders last yeah. game, but you saw flashes of great things from both sides. I think the defense really shined in the first half, and the offense looked dreadful. And then the defense looked terrible in the second half, and then the offense was amazing so progress
1: I, I wouldn't go that far so one thing i did notice especially while re-watching it um is that the few big chunk plays that they did have was just like it was like maffe guarding gibson or uh robinson in the flat and then like darting to, towards the quarterback and then uh not make it Uh, I think either Gibson or Robinson had a receiving – one of the running backs had a receiving touchdown, and they had Bobby Wagner trying to chase him basically all the way across the field. It's like, dude, that's like a 24-year-old fast running back. Bobby's not going to be able to catch up with him. You know, I was – the defense as a whole was not bad. It was just those couple chunk plays that honestly seemed like mental mistakes more than bad play.
0: I agree. I don't think that the mistakes in that particular game carry over. I watched some uh, a good portion of the film breakdown on those defensive plays from uh um, Matty F. Brown. Just so kind of was curious as to like what he saw on the defense. And it pretty much was just the I think there was some kind of misunderstanding that week about what the um what the edge is supposed to do. Like if the quarterback breaks the scramble. It's like at the most situations, the quarterback breaks the scramble and the edge is trained to like I think just even by default, just to like go stop it mm-hmm. without completely thinking about that there's a dude like behind you. That's well, like, Brian Robinson, he
1: had two. So there was a big one that was a touchdown in the first quarter. And then I might have been the second drive. There was another one on where Jones. he got behind Draymond Jones. Yep. So it was Maffe on the first one and Jones on the second one. It was, one was, it was like the exact same ball. type of play, too. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Not too negative after that game, though. I think. Gino struggled in the first half accuracy-wise. And then he had the second half that you'd want to see. I'm Mm -hmm. happy it's not flip-flopped. So Yeah,
0: for sure. You'd always rather have a a stronger second half than first. But (laughs) I will say this. I am extremely concerned about this offense. Like I don't I I feel like the ceiling is so low on the offense. It's so the opposite of what I thought it would be. Like on Mm -hmm. paper. This offense should be explosive, and they can't be. And I understand that part of that has been the offensive line, but like, Gino's looked worse with a healthier O-line. To be mm-hmm. honest, he looked better with worse guys blocking. Yeah. And so I find that to be of real concern. I find his accuracy to be of concern, because again, the top, the, for my mind, I think we talked about this before we hopped on, but like top two things, Gino's going to take care of the ball. Mm-hmm. You know it's going to be more accurate than Drew, like even on your basic mundane throws, and so that, that's always made him the starter. Clearly, to me, those things are regressing to the point where I'm not a Drew Locke fan at all. But like the gap is, like the gap is getting smaller and smaller because he continues to look more and more inaccurate, and continues to. Like, I'm even questioning his decision making sometimes. Like, did you? Was that the best? direction to go with the ball he doesn't have the same pocket presence he used to have great pocket presence his ability to just step into the pocket to shift to navigate to know when to scramble to know when to stay it just seems gone
1: like- and, even, and even at the beginning of the season he was having great pocket presence like that Lions right. game was one that I I'd turn on and just be like this is what you're supposed to do now yes. there was a few times in the last game where it seems like that was back but then again, they just trade away Chase Young and Montez Sweat so they right. don't have the same guys coming after
0: them. No, it's not nearly the same type of pressure. So, well, again, while I'm happy he was able to put it off in the second half, mm-hmm. you have to look at your competition and go, if you struggled against them, I would have loved to see consistency against that level of a defense. If yeah. you can't be consistent against that level of defense, I'm concerned about what, what you're going to look like When we go up against, you know, we got a gauntlet coming up after this Rams game. Yeah. It's a gauntlet. And I'm afraid Geno's going to get killed.
1: (laughs) Well, and the Rams aren't pushovers either. I know they're three and six, but they've given us trouble throughout the years. And I know, especially with McVay coaching, but even before McVay coaching, it's just those Rams always give us problems. So it's like, who knows? but yeah. I think we, we, this on is the, a must-win game.
0: On the Rams thing, it's a good question from David. Shout out, shout out to you. Um, on the Rams thing, like, I would say I'm more worried about our defense versus their offense because that's really where Sean McVay has really owned the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. I, I think defensively, I mean, offensively, like, they've been able to navigate, right? So, like, I don't think defensively, They've been able to shut down the Seahawks. They've just been so good at having an explosive offense that, like, nothing else matters because <laughs> so we look silly. <laughs> we look silly on defense, and, like, it doesn't matter how many points the offense gets because, yeah.
1: Well, and then there's Eric Donald. They score nine point. We did, um, what was it, nine total yards in the second half against the week one?
0: Oh, that's true. But I. I think that was, I will say, I think that was a little circumstantial because I think Abe Lucas went down, Charles yeah, Cross went down. So there was a, a real drop-off, like, injury-wise and not having any plan to, it's week one, It didn't have any plan to, like, what happens if two of your tackles go down. <laughs> um, I'll give some grace because historically, Sean has not been able to, like, shut down the offense. It's really just been these gaping open holes and receivers always open on their mm-hmm. end. And so for whatever reason, we just are just full of, like no one can figure out how to, how to stop this, um of Bay offense. And if you're on the P. Carroll staff, apparently.
1: Well, yeah. And here's another thing too, that I'm excited to see this game. Last game we went in there, our cornerbacks were Mike Jackson, three Mullen. And mm-hmm. Julian Love playing. Yeah. No, right. he was playing safety. I, regardless, this is a completely. Was different it Trey secondary. Brown?
0: Was Trey Brown out there?
1: No, he no. was not. I, the only reason I remember that is because uh, the only reason I remember that is because I saw a highlight of it the other day. It was Michael Jackson and Tariq and I was like, okay, well, that explains a lot.
0: Yeah, it does. And Tariq's not even had, Tariq's coming around, but he's not even had the, the strongest of years this year oh, so that's no, year he's
1: more. not he's not having the same years last year but I definitely say he's definitely stepped it up from I'd say the well he was out no lie
0: he had a really rough I think week 4 week 5
1: yeah and then he's, he's definitely stepped it up out. a lot yeah um, he's been a lot better recently I mean I take our 3 cornerbacks over any other trio of cornerbacks in the NFL oh, really? I don't know about you yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, so that's that's one thing I think they're going to have to deal with. They didn't. They haven't seen Witherspoon at all. He's a weapon. Which um, this guy on Callan Coward show, it's that guy who shaved the Seahawks insignia into his into his head last year because we finished above up. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yep, that guy. He was he was going. <laughs> boy, I'm worried about Devin Witherspoon. We haven't seen anything from Devin Witherspoon since that Monday night game. And I was like, this guy definitely looks at the final score. And he does, dude, he's not even looking at a pro football focus grade. Yeah, like, just, yeah I was actually pissed was, about oh that. God, the stats. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, just watch this guy. So. Like,
0: it's as simple as, like, it's as simple as, you want to know why you haven't seen much from Devin Witherspoon since the Monday night football game? Cause they haven't had a primetime game since the Monday night football. Okay. But like, that's literally it. Like you just haven't <laughs> been watching. It's that simple. <laughs>
1: that actually like that irritated me hearing that. Yeah,
0: Ooh, I didn't hear I that. Thought. I didn't hear him say that. That's that's so, that's so annoying. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, Joe, it looks like you owe somebody some money.
1: I don't. <laughs> um. Yeah.
0: But, um, but anywho, man, I, that's a, I'm sorry I'm distracted by that. That really throws me. I, I gotta so I gotta go look up that video. That's insane. Um, did anybody like rebuttal
1: him? Uh, everybody. So um, so Dick Fane, he's a local radio guy. He he reposted. It. He he was like watching on the TV and took a video of of the guy saying I can send it to you on Twitter afterwards. Uh, okay. Yeah. And just so everybody's like, what is know? this that's guy talking? That's about? That's
0: insane. Cause like. Honestly, I feel like I've heard more Devin Witherspoon hype than Jalen Carter hype. Um, and that's probably because I know Carter's been injured, but I mean, Witherspoon's been balling out. So there's definitely that.
1: Yeah, uh, every game. Every game. Every I mean, there's so many plays
0: like he could have made, but like got, like his stats could be so much better, but like, other plays and fouls negated the penalties negated his ability, like the interception got taken back, a sack got taken I, back, and like
1: I forgot about his, that.
0: His numbers should be even better than what they actually are. But you know.
1: Well, so it's, it's like just it. turn it on, just watch it. Just turn it on, watch it play. I mean, it's it's not even a numbers thing. This guy with the tip pass, the tip pass, first play of the game, uh, last week. I think against the Bengals first play of the game tip I mean they're just sending him off the edge on the first yep. play of the game which usually in the NFL you know they play their base defense first play of the game kind of feeling each other out nope let's send Witherspoon off on the edge and it works so do it again yeah
0: it does like I want to see a ton of him at, uh, at slot um, I haven't really been watching the Rams though lately do you know if they've been since Cooper Cup has been back if the slot guy has been uh, Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup yeah.
1: I couldn't tell you to be honest. I
0: haven't watched much of the Rams at all. <laughs> Me, I'm like I'm because I'd love to see. I mean, I don't know who I'd rather see Witherspoon on, but he should be in the slot. Like I guess to to do to to guard either of those guys because I think obviously they're going to try to attack in the middle again. I will say I'm encouraged by the fact that uh, Jordan Brooks looks better in coverage. Uh, Jamal Adams is now good in coverage, but can't tackle. So that's weird. Yeah, that's
1: my thing. I I had that written down. He can't tackle at all for some reason. And then yeah. so I wrote that down. I wrote Jamal can't tackle or Jamal doesn't wrap up. Where is it? And then, uh, like I said, I was watching the condensed replay when I was taking these notes. And then the next play had an awesome, just like <laughs> negative two yard, just wrap up and drop his head. And I was like, I wrote uh in quotes. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: like a 50-50 thing with Jamal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get stuff. So. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I I, I feel like this. I feel like it's probably one of those things where, you know, you work on one of your biggest weaknesses in the off-season, right? So, like, you can't cover, you can't cover, you can't cover. So, like, you work really hard on your coverage game, and then you slip up on what you did great, you know, to begin with. I feel like it's got to be that because, like, nothing else makes sense. I, I feel like he must have worked all offseason in his rehab on rehab and covering because he's been well, good. On
1: too. Like, I'd rather have him be quiet like he's being than, like yeah. you know, miss a few tackles and, you know, just not be a liability in coverage like he used to. But then again, they're playing him a little bit different. Right. Because love's yeah. in there a lot too right. and granted love started the season off really bad and he's been another one of those guys where he hasn't been terrible in coverage either um quandary Diggs has been kind of quiet i mean he's had a few like big hits and everything a couple breakups but i mean i guess the hard thing is with Diggs too is a lot of the time he's playing that deep safety and those guys covering on the outside and nickel are doing such a good job that i don't think we need Quandre as much as we did less yeah
0: I agree I think I think it's the the scheme has changed and so his role has changed he's not around the ball nearly as much mm-hmm. as he was and they don't need him to be like you said they don't need him to be that interception guy there's a point where all our interceptions were pretty much Quandre dig exceptions <laughs> interceptions like, no one else yeah like before mm-hmm. Tariq Woolen, it was just <laughs> um Quandre digs and now you've got Witherspoon you still got the threat of um of um willing, and and not not that he's really had too many years, but he's kind of picked picked that up even in that regard lately, and so they just kind of put those guys in position to make those But Trey Brown has been around the ball, so I just think they play their uh, corners. uh, Yeah. Uh, They play those corners more aggressively in coverage, and so we used to play the soft zone where Andre could just swoop under and undercut somebody. He was the one that had the freedom to do that, Um, whereas now in, if you guys are going to be in man more often, which they have been playing man, at least more frequently compared to they have historically. Um, and so that's a big difference.
1: Well, yeah. And I think they trust these corners a lot more than they have in the past, because I mean, going into the season, I was like, okay, it's going to be Witherspoon and Woolen on the outside. And then, you know, Kobe Bryant playing nickel. I don't know if you saw, they can't even get Kobe Bryant off IR right now because they said there's just no spot for him. Correct. Which is is a good thing to have. No, I think he'd be a starter somewhere else. Honestly, I think he'd be starting in the slot. I do. No, he wouldn't. Agree to disagree on that. I know we feel differently about Kobe Bryant. But he's talented enough to make a roster somewhere. But the fact that he... On the Rams. Okay. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a killer Witherspoon starting as their like top notch corner. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some um, roster. You're correct. Like he'd start, but he really is not good in in the nickel. So I, I I would love to see him at safety though. He's a good player. I like him a lot. Just love to see him at safety though.
1: Yeah, but the, there's no role for him on this team yeah. right now, barring Sorry. injury. I mean, he that secondary is not an issue, um, and then our defensive line is really helping out as far as last game. Boy, Mafe stepping up seven games in a row with a sack. He's only had seven sacks on the season, so it's just like one sack a game, which is better than none. So, yeah, yeah I'll take that. That. i mean, that's yeah. that's
0: we've never had a guy even be that consistent. So, yeah, you'd love the guy who can get two, three sacks in the game, but like, give me the guy who is consistent, like
1: yeah, every week, and yeah. he plays the run, who can and play he plays run.
0: the game. Yep. And And he's really good at applying pressure. So it's not as like he's just getting the sack and that's it. He is getting pressure, you know, on a lot of these snaps. So he's still being a disruptive force. Even if he's not getting the sack, he may be helping somebody else get the pressure or what have you. And I think teams are starting to double team him a little bit more. So I like to see him still get that tackle with him getting a little bit more attention. I was a little Mm -hmm. worried about that, but and we'll see how that plays out with tougher teams. But right now, yeah. uh, you, you just love what you're, what you're getting from him. I didn't think he'd be this good, to be honest. I really didn't. Me did. neither.
1: Me neither. I was kind of hyping him up in the preseason. Obviously, he looked awesome in the preseason. But, you know, look at who he was going against. And then, yeah, he's been definitely lighting it up. Uh, Leonard Williams had his first sack last weekend. So that's that was sweet to see. Um, it was. Yeah, they, I guess they, we they, haven't they,
0: even talked since the trade, right?
1: No, we haven't talked since uh, the Monday night game. I think was the last time. So,
0: yeah, yeah. So, oh yeah. So, I I will say, were you? What was your response to the trade?
1: I was. I thought it was a move saying that we're ready to win the division this year. I don't think that a team that doesn't think they're ready to win the division this year makes that trade. I think I see the 49ers faltering and us trending upward before the Ravens game where it went like no went like the sky is falling after that but I think before that game it's like okay the 49ers are trending down we're trending up let's do things to get better and I think it did I think it did make him better at the middle so I don't have any complaints I just wish he was locked up for more than half a season so
0: I agree I, I, I do agree with that, but I we'll see what they do with that this offseason. But my favorite part about the Leonard Williams move, um, especially last week is really when it showed up, was it allowed for them to play Draymond Jones at edge, mm-hmm. which, uh, it, which seems to be one of his better positions to play at. The Broncos played him quite a bit at edge, and that was one of his better years. And so that may be the spot for him. And you'd love to have Draymond Jones on the edge as opposed to your Daryl Taylors, your... Um, your uh Derek Halls still struggling. Frank Clark is giving you literally nothing since you've signed I know. him.
1: I was like, I wrote down on there. I was like, why is Frank Clark in the game so much? Like he shouldn't have that much. He was 50-50 with Derek Hall, I think, on snaps. Just from the eye. I'm not looking at like a website telling me the snap count or anything. But not, I was I'm like look at the snap count. Uh, I'm like, God, I think What's that?
0: It's too much. You're right. It's, yeah. it's too many. It's too many snaps for him. He's done nothing to earn the snaps.
1: Yeah, maybe in practice, I don't know, but put him, put him on, you know, third and ten, obvious passing situation. That's mm-hmm. been my bitch with Frank Clark since he was a Seahawk. Before is the guy can't play the run, so why, why even have him out there during running downs? Just put him, put him in there and. Third and seven and longer, you know that's that's when we need him on the field. But even then, he wasn't. He hasn't been getting pressure to the quarterback. But no. maybe if we just try that, I'd like to see. I, I like I, Derek Hall better than I like Frank Clark right now. So
0: I I agree because I think Derek Hall projects to be more well rounded. I think he struggles sometimes and you see some rough things. But I think you see some rough things with Frank Clark and I. Also, Hall can get better. I'd love to see Hall get around the same amount of snaps as Boye Mafei had. I mean, look what one year did for him, just playing a rotational role consistently and then was able to really be a star the next year. And I know they're different players, but they actually, they're pretty similar in their games. Um, Now, Boye was much more elite in run defense out of the gate. Like he was, he came out of the gate being one of the best run defenders in the league. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that you expect that much from Derrick Hall but again, he's got to be better than Frank Clark and, and, and Daryl Taylor because those guys don't even try. I'll,
1: I will tell you that uh, I did see Daryl Taylor make like one good, uh, actually maybe two good uh, good run stuffs during that game, good, good fits. And I was like, okay, right. not once from Frank Clark. Not once from Frank Clark. I was like, man, why is this guy out here?
0: I will I say Daryl Taylor looks better than he did last year on the run oh for sure like I, I, that's been that's been consistent from the tape like he's he's still a liability in the run game but it's not to the point where they're picking on him to the point that it you know completely takes away the point of defense um yeah not been that we bad.
1: can take away that raven's game off because that was just that was such an off game yeah. for a run defense but our run defense hasn't been an issue
0: yeah for sure And uh, i do think the Ravens sort of attacked him in that way but they attacked everybody yeah, at the same time, too. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I I'm looking at the other games and I'm seeing not still not good stuff. Like it's still well below average. But like I said, it's not the complete liability that it was before. with I mean, I guess you'll take progress. No um, battery time. But yeah, you'll take progress, man. And, but they I, I like seeing it Jones on the edge because it gives you some balance and it gives your depth a lot more, it makes your depth make sense. Um, mm-hmm. You need somebody who can be well balanced in that regard and and I like seeing it man so, so if nothing else I'm, I'm grateful to Leonard Williams for doing that and kind of buying us I don't know, some depth in a, in a, in a place where we wouldn't normally have it because you know, Chenna has definitely missed I mean this run defense has not been the same, it was dominant, it was a dominant run defense before Chenna went out and you can just see his impact even though they're not as bad as they were before, they are more, yeah. they're more susceptible to
1: yeah. be run on. Yeah, I don't know. I think Jay Reed's definitely picked up a lot of slack in in this, in this uh, you know, as far as our run defense. I feel like he's not Him talked about it enough. Um, Him and Bobby. I, yeah, Bobby for sure. Uh, I feel like he's just back there and you're just like, oh yeah, that's just normal though. So, um, but yeah, I... I don't know. It's not as bad as it was last year. That's for sure. I don't like. I I said this before the season. What are we going to be thirty second? We were thirty first in the run last year. So,
0: (laughs) I actually haven't looked up where we are on defense. I think we're at average.
1: I wonder if you take that Ravens game out because I know yards per carry. We were third in the league before that game. Yeah, yards per carry to a running back because the. You know, I think Dobbs got a couple big scrambles on us in
0: the Arizona game, and yeah, so agreed. So it's 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 still an improvement. It's it it, but it's you wish you had that to lean on though. I think I I I miss having that to go. You know, knowing that we can stop the run at any point and we're going to force teams to be one dimensional. I think is sort of even defensively they've had to adjust to that. Not
1: Mm
0: -hmm. like okay, now we really do have to be more bounces of defense because teams can run on us. But, yeah, you're right. I, I do want to shout out Jaren though, because you're right. Like, he doesn't get the love. And I think it's just because initially, early on, he was getting a lot of sacks, um, a lot of pressures, uh, TFLs, that kind of thing. So, he was more flashy. He was getting more attention. But he's still doing the little stuff that people questioned that he could do. And he still got the upside of being able to give you pass rush or being able to disrupt this. And I think if you go watch the film – he's still getting pressure. It's just, it's not, you know, he's not the guy that gets the sack as a a result, but Mm -hmm. I'm really, I mean, I can't be more blown away. Like I was questioned. I questioned, I I don't think I immediately doubted his ability Mm -hmm. to be known, but I questioned, could he be consistent with it? If nothing else because of his size, but he's proven even that wrong. Like He's blown out of the water.
1: Yeah, and then another another thing I did want to say about Leonard Williams is he's a lot more uh emotional than I thought he was, like him drawing with people after the play. I was like, you know what, that's cool, screw it. I'm I'm cool with that, our defense doing that. You know, you got Witherspoon, Jamal, and then now Leonard Williams John with offensive linemen after the play. Let's let's make our presence felt, right? So I don't know. Show them that we're sweet. not here to be our friends.
0: Wasn't he the guy that got into it with? Yeah. It was it Damian Lewis?
1: I think it was, or Phil Haynes. I don't remember, but yeah, yeah. yeah, it was so, that
0: Dines game. And I, I went out. That doesn't surprise me at all because, like, we saw it already when we played them. Like he he gets into it with those guys, which you love, like him, Jaron, um, having that kind of dog mentality. It's a good pairing, I think, mm-hmm. and they need it. Like they need whatever juice they can get. On defense, now we just got to figure out how to get some. It's not juice that they lack on offense, is it? Is it what are they Execution.
1: missing? Execution, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah,
0: like they got passion. I mean, DK is getting penalties left and right because he's fired up. Oh,
1: <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. He seems like he's calmed down the last couple of games. Yeah. So, what he's done,
0: I saw um, uh, NFL films, somebody, somebody posted it, in the NFL, I think it was NFL posted it, like. No, it was Seahawks. It was Seahawks page. So he's walking up to these refs and he's like, Hey, yes. I'm blo- I'm gonna block to the whistle, to the end of the whistle. Like he's telling them, like, because he was saying that he wasn't hearing the whistle and they were getting him on his aggression. So now he's like talking to the refs ahead of time, being like, Hey, I'm gonna be aggressive in my blocking. Just be a heads up. Like, I'm but when you call the whistle, like yeah. I'll stop. So like I think that's helped him communicating with the refs ahead of time. I hope it stays that way because we can't afford any more stupid penalties
1: (laughs) well not even that it wasn't just the i don't know it wasn't just the blocking after the whistle that was it it was like the cheap shots on guys i mean i i have i was always fine with breno jacomini doing that but he was a he was a left guard you know he's not a wide receiver right so he can kind of get away with it a little bit more I respect Um,
0: it, though. It's as annoying as it is. I still, like, low-key respect it because... Yeah, at least he cares. At least he cares. That's my thing. Right. Yeah, and then people are like, trade him. I'm like, you just we just gonna just trade pro bowlers out here just because, like, because that's what bad teams do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was pissed when people are like, oh, trade DK and it's like, why? We're trying to win, right? Are we not trying to win?
0: Right. (laughs) Like, even if you don't feel like he gives you the production that he should which is really Hall of Fame-level production if he's not, like, if he's not, if he's better than he is right now, even if you don't feel like that, so what? Like, I mean, he's still giving you, what, like, 900 yards? Maybe it's not 1,000. Oh, boy, he didn't give us a 1,000. It's only 900, so you're going to trade him? That's stupid.
1: How about uh, how about that? that catch at the end of the game to set up the field goal? That was Huge. amazing. I mean, Huge. just the will. And you hear the announcer. Obviously, I didn't hear the announcer. I- announcer when I was there, but when I rewatch it here, here Mark Sanchez, get down, get down. It's like, you know what? Let him do what he, let him do what he's got to do. That made him fighting for that extra yards made it from like a 54 yarder to a 43 yarder. Correct. So, and they spiked it, they could have spiked it with seven seconds left.
0: Yeah. Like, no, he did the right thing because I mean, based on your time and situation, I, I think Mark, Mark Santez is just freaking out, bro. Like, that's, that's a panic moment. Like, there was enough time for them to get settled down. And, like, that wasn't even a question, honestly. Like, chill out. <laughs> I, the, the yards, I think, was much more important, especially because you never know what you're going to get from Myers, to be honest. so Well,
1: absolutely. I last game. I, I, I know sometimes, you know, but last game, he won NFC Special Teams Player of the Week.
0: We are grateful. We'll take it we'll take what we can get, especially in these odd years. We'll take what we can get <laughs> from him. Oh, um, yeah, he has been doing him. really
1: well lately.
0: Yeah, for sure. I
1: mean he hit the game winner. Well, he yeah, hit, hit five. He hit five Knock goals wood. last week. So
0: knocking on wood because Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um a jinx that I like how I kind of like uh how they're getting Jackson Smith and J Bro involved a little bit more. It's been nice. He's had a couple of drops the last two weeks. I don't know if you remember that one on third down I mean, against the Ravens. And then he had one on a bubble screen last week. Yeah. But you can kind of see how they're wanting him to be used and that's you know get pick up a first down when you need it. Which is awesome yeah. when you have three of those guys. When you have three of those guys that can pick up a first down whenever you need it. We have uh, Lockett, DK and JSN. And then I don't know. I like that they're utilizing him a little bit more.
0: I I, I do. Um, I'm a little disappointed though. Like one of his main touts was was being sure-handed, and so you know, like I'm a little frustrated that that's an issue with this guy. <laughs> like he was pretty much the number one wide receiver because everybody's like, yeah, sure hands. Like he didn't drop a single pass in training camp, and so he was hyped up to be that like more than just college. All training camp, all pre like he didn't drop a pass, and then. He gets to the real thing and then like that seems to be his issue. Um, So I do love that they're using him more. I do think it would be a waste to to not try to incorporate him. So absolutely. But I do, it's frustrating at times just because at this point you need to do what's best for the team. And honestly, your tight end sets work more effectively. Um, So are those blown plays worth the development? sometimes (laughs) sometimes <laughs> i think it depends uh, on the situation
1: uh that screen pass against the browns you know to win the game that was awesome and then i think he had another one in that game that game like 12 15 yards and then i don't know he's he seems like he's fitting in a little bit more like yeah. they're not i don't think they're trying to force him the ball whatsoever no. but it yeah, seems I like agree. he's fitting in a lot more
0: it's just when he gets it i expect him to catch it it said, "Yeah, up. am I rookie, But I do. He he was a rookie that came in, and that was your strength. So, like, catch the ball, guy.
1: Room for growth. Room for growth. For
0: sure. God, Hopefully, four more
1: years. Four more I years. Mean,
0: I love to see progress when he gets the ball these last few weeks. For him not to drop it, like I would. That that would be like, or i don't, maybe have one drop. Maybe it's unrealistic, but to to really see him get better about being consistent. When the ball comes his way, because that would help him, I think, even get a larger role. It's hard for them to give him a larger role if you know he's not catching the ball consistently. But I do love the screen games. A great point you brought up. Seeing successful screens on the Seahawks makes oh. me cry. Happy. And
1: team. how about how about the screens to Dixley? They've they've had a couple of the tight ends too. Yeah, and I'm like, this isn't the Seahawks. What are we doing? We can't complete these.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree. So We've we got a couple people in chat. What's up, Sajan? Got a great question from uh, Carcast for now to stop. How is Charles Cross looking coming back?
1: What do you think? I look. I think he's looked decent. There was. A, I think there was one play last game where I forget. I don't know. He hasn't been a liability in my opinion. Obviously, the Ravens game, all five of them were liabilities. Yeah. So you can't be like, you can't just be like, oh, across sucked that game because all five of them sucked. So,
0: yeah, he's not met my expectations. He's he's underperformed in my opinion. Like he's not been bad, but I also don't think he's been good. Um, a little too many penalties for my for my taste. Uh, I think he held up okay in pass coverage. And I've seen a, even a little bit of progression with him in the run de- in the run offense and like in, in past block, I'm um, sorry, run blocking. Um, he's done a little bit better with that even. So that's good to see, but there are still just some situations that I just feel like he gets beat so quick off the edge that I really worry about him long-term in terms of the elite guys. Can he really be the left tackle front, the franchise left tackle? And I know he's young, younger than most when they're drafted. So I, I do want to keep that in mind, but I, I'm, I'm all on the fence about his if, if he can really be that franchise left tackle that we were hoping he could be. Um still some questions there, still quite a bit of things for him to clean up for him to prove he can he can be that.
1: Yeah. And then I don't know. Jason Peters looked great last game. That was weird. He, he played like two thirds of the snaps. I mean, there was this one it was that fourth down play. No, it wasn't the fourth. It was one of the Charbonnet runs. Speaking of Charbonnet, maybe feed that guy the ball a little bit more um for sure he yeah I, jason beaters had an awesome block and i'm like man this guy's 41 years old he was also the last one to the ball when they spiked it and i i was like okay yeah that makes sense he's 41 years old weighs like 900 pounds but
0: right <laughs> I, I agree but no he i he's been surprised i think he'll be up and down though i wouldn't expect him to look that good against
1: peters? yeah some, yeah peters well, he shouldn't – after this game, I think Lucas will be back. I don't think so. Really? You don't think he's going to be back for the Thursday game?
0: No, they haven't practiced him full yet, so he's been limited in practice. And everything that Pete says when he's asked about him tends to want to calm the, the waters. I think they want to test to see how he does. I'd be, I'd be really surprised if after not doing any training camp really – and after only playing a half of football in week one, that yeah. they would just put him in without having a full practice. So I didn't check out the latest injury report on Friday to see if he was a full participant today. I could, take, I could check that out real quick. But I would just uh, let me let me check out the injury report really quick because that will help. But um, so I I was I I wasn't expecting him to do. Yeah, he, I think he's out. Corbin Smith just tweeted he's out.
1: He's like out for the game. I didn't expect him to play this game.
0: Oh wait, let's see. No, no, no. He okay. He's not officially out. He's questionable. I get. I think that he must be projecting. He must be projecting that. That's strange. He said in Anthony Bradford out Abraham Lucas, but the official report. Oh no. Okay, so Pete Carroll. So even though he says questionable on the on the um. Injury report. I think Pete Carroll indicated that Abraham Lucas got through the week okay, but that he won't be playing on Sunday. So, okay, yeah, I, okay. that doesn't surprise me at all. I sort of, when with him being on IR that long, they're rarely going to rush a guy back. Like it doesn't matter how important we like they feel like he is. They tend to be conservative with those type of situations. So, like Jamal practiced for what, like four weeks before. Yeah, he actually got um on the field so.
1: Yeah, probably they,
0: they're going to probably rub them up for the big games.
1: So you'll see. Well, that's right why I now. was thinking maybe maybe Thanksgiving against yeah. the 49ers will be back.
0: I think I, that's, that'd be my guess. But that'd be my guess. Even,
1: even if not, he'll be back for Dallas, I'm assuming, at that point, because then that's two weeks. I don't right. know. It's a rough stretch coming up. And if our offense doesn't make strides or at least look like they did in the second half, because, I mean, let's be honest, the offense in the second half, they look. They look pretty damn good, especially that Charbonnet. S- slippery. He was very slippery.
0: Big fan of Charbonnet. And I really am frustrated they don't use him more because he is the more efficient back. I, You know, I love Ken Walker and for what he can do, but they should at least be getting close to equal carries. And it's not even close. Like, I don't like how many more carries K-9 is getting than than Zach Charbonnet. And when they get the... The offense struggles when they don't have a run game going. They When they can get a run game going... It makes all the difference for the offense. I, it is it's so strange to be saying this for a P Curl team, but my God, run the ball.
1: Yeah, Gino dropped back forty seven times last game. And usually that's that doesn't usually that's not success mm-mm. for a Seahawks win. Usually that means we got blown out. So yep. um I don't know. How healthy
0: yeah, is our O question, how healthy is our O line really I think they're coming around. I think they're almost about as healthy as they can get. They're just missing the one guy. They're missing Abe Lucas. That would really help solidify things. Again, knock on wood. Um, But so far, so good. Abe Lucas is not uh, officially not going to play this Sunday. I would expect him to play Thursday. I think they're saving him up for that, especially with the short turnaround. I think they're choosing, right? Like They're not going to bring a guy off IR and play him in both games. So they're giving him that extra time. Playing when the when the gauntlet, when they when they need those guys in the trenches, that's a tough test back though. Like that's a that's a yeah, that's tough. Um but I think he's up to the task. I think Lucas is for sure the better tackle between him and Cross, no question. Like not not even close. Um I think Lucas, if he was healthy, could maybe maybe not quite Pro Bowl, but I think he could push for a case at least.
1: Well, we'll see. She or they also ask, uh, "Does our line fit Charbonnet better than K-9? No. So what I what I noticed with that is if Kenneth Walker would just put his foot in the ground and cut up field like Charbonnet has, uh, Kenneth Walker is awesome. But when he dances around in the backfield and there's no hole, like dude, take your take your one yard. Don't take your negative two yard loss. That's the only thing I can't stand about Walker lately. It feels like he's dancing around too much in the backfield, where it yeah, seems like is trying to put his foot in the ground.
0: And it's not even just, uh, it's not even just like a ton of dancing. A lot of times it's just one or two steps, right? It's just the wasted movement that mm-hmm. if you had to just hit the hole, you would have gotten the yards. You would have probably gotten three yards because you're and he's he's pow- He's got power to him. It's not like he's a, a purely finesse back. He's got he can truck a dude or at least oh, to show oh sure. Him. So for sure.
1: it, it just seems like he's doing too many stutter steps. You're he's like, always looking
0: he? for the for the home run, I think. And and it doesn't always have to be a big play. And I don't know if he'll ever I don't know if he'll ever get that out of his game, but that's why you have Charbonnet. <laughs> and so I agree. It especially because I think K9 works better with zone blocking. And your substitution guys, you don't have a ton of movement guys. Damian Lewis on a big movement guy. Um Evan Brown is okay. Um, but for sure, you don't want Jason Peters moving around too much, 41-year-old Jason Peters like moving too much in movement. Like, you gotta just you gotta get the guy it's and so Charbonnet that fits his style. Like I said, he's more efficient overall. Um, he doesn't have the vision to make do with nothing, but he can make a lot with a little. I think that's the difference between them. K9 can make nothing something. And I don't think Charbonnet can do that, but if you give him a little wiggle, He'll be able to make – he'll get he'll get, to, get to three yards, I think, at least. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I was, I've been a big fan of Charbonnet. I feel like he's really putting his foot in the ground and going. And then Kenneth Walker's – you see Kenneth Walker do it about two, three times a game where he really puts his foot down and explodes through the hole. And then other times you're like, what are you doing back there? Because it's like, dude, just go straight. Just go straight. Just go. So, yep. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think you'd be less frustrated with Charbonnet. I'm mean, sorry, with, with K-9 if they played Charbonnet more, to be honest.
1: It'd be oh, less sure. frustrating
0: because, like, they do these long stretches of playing K-9 where, like, sub them out. <laughs> you can rotate, dudes, Like, you can get a break. <laughs> Let him get some water.
1: Well, sometimes I feel like they rotate them at the wrong time, too. I don't know yes. if you notice that or not. I agree. Or just me. It's like sometimes Kenneth Walker's back there. And Charbonnet is kind of on a roll, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. and they put Kenneth Walker back in there and he gets like no yards. You're like, dude, yep. just keep Charbonnet. Or vice versa, if K9 is yep. doing really good and then they'll put Charbonnet back there. Thank God we I haven't seen DJ Dallas touch the ball even except for punt returns. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Is is 25 back yet? McIntosh?
0: He is, but a similar situation is Kobe Bryant. They don't have, they say they don't have the space for him on the roster. They just don't have the guts to to bench Dallas. You can play him. You could play him over Dallas. They just won't.
1: Every time, every time that Dallas even touches the ball when there's a punt, I'm like, don't drop it. Don't drop it. I'm like, just get out of the way. Let that thing roll to the one yard line. I don't even care. Just don't touch that ball.
0: McIntosh is healthy, but we're not going to see him unless somebody's injured, and I would hope that that somebody would be DJ Dallas, to be honest. I'm sorry to, to wish that on him, but I just I, they they should just play K-Mac over DJ Dallas. I mean, the guy's going to be gone next year anyway. You're not re-signing DJ. They better not re-sign DJ Dallas. That's They're not how will. you lose your funds. Probably
1: will. One no, year, they, why did he
0: draft McIntosh? No, I'm, I'm
1: just kidding.
0: <laughs> i'm getting upset thinking about it it's
1: <laughs> i can't i can't stand dj dallas i i don't think i ever have like even when he makes a big play i'm not gonna lie when he hurt his shoulder last game i was at like, what game was that when he hurt his shoulder
0: um who in the ravens game was it was it browns
1: I think it was the Browns game because I remember being there and I go, Oh no, not DJ Dallas. <laughs> somebody, somebody looked at me like I was a giant asshole. But I, was, <laughs> I just go, Oh no, not DJ Dallas.
0: Right. I, I agree with you. Okay. All right. So as we get ready to wrap this up, we should have actually spend more time on the Rams game. So Sorry. Sorry. no, I, I forgot. Like we got away from just cut, you know, talking Seahawks. Um, so, looking at the Rams game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: can they win this? Can they? Can they break the curse of Sean McVay owning the Seahawks? And and can can this team pull this out? And if so, how?
1: Oh, we can win this. Um, okay, I think we'll, we win it. Uh, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be a close one. For one, we need Geno to be accurate. Yes. We need him. Not even – you know, he doesn't have to be – I'm trying to think of the most accurate quarterback of all time, but he doesn't have to be that guy. Tom Brady. It, mainly don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If it's not there, just get it away. And also, if there's seven seconds left to go uh, in the first half, maybe don't just like – Throw it on the ground. That was one of the ugliest plays I've ever seen was last week. Seriously. Um, Also, need the run game to be effective, okay? Mm -hmm. And then uh, our secondary, knock on wood. I am not too concerned about them. It's more getting to the quarterback, which I heard the Rams' O-line is not very good. Mm -hmm. So, on paper, we should have this game totally handled. But I think it really comes down to our offense and how accurate Geno is.
0: I think it comes down to the defense. Will P. Oh, yeah. Carroll adjust? Will he stop playing these freaking soft zones against a team that knows how to utilize them the most? Please stop, well, Pete.
1: Well, I think I we've seen less of that lately, though.
0: Lately. But it didn't see it in week one, and it killed them. Yeah, and maybe that's because they, like, didn't put any effort into planning against this team. <laughs> that's possible. But they, if they would play... I agree. We've seen progress. We've seen more aggressive coverage. We've seen, um, not consistently, but we've seen them do what we've seen them be more aggressive with blitzes, even to apply pressure. And, and oh, they've wow. done a, a pretty good job about that, where we are now, I think, average in terms of blitz rate, where we used to always be like bottom five. So mm. that's been a big deal. I don't want to be blitz city, but average blitzing is where I want to be. <laughs> uh, breaking in, uh, alternating your coverage, disguising some of your coverage, looking like you're going in the zone, doing some man. That's the kind of things we need to see. Make it different Makes that Matt Stafford have to think. We never make him have to think. And honestly, I think the game is won or lost. Well, no, the offense has been so bad that I actually have to <laughs> talk about offense.
1: Okay, that's a big portion. Let's carry. Let's carry over the second half of last game, and let's just hope that's a new normal. But one thing that I'd like to see the defensive backs do this game is just yeah, press them at the line. Yep. press about the line and trust yep. that the cornerbacks aren't going to get burnt over the top because yep. it seemed like last game they were playing that well we're not letting us be well we're not letting them beat us over the top yes five six yards every play like okay maybe let them be over the top one time see what yep. try it not the end of the world
0: Probably it looks, like Quint- the it,
1: looks, it looks like quentin dunbar out there play every every corner playing <laughs> playing against the rams last time you remember yeah, just, i do I can't. Uh, every play that. 10 yards off the ball. Every yep. play. Or it's <laughs> so, like,
0: oh, uh, Trey Flowers.
1: <laughs> it, you know what's sad is it, you know what's sad about Trey Flowers is he was promising his rookie year. And then yep. after his rookie year, he was nothing. You're like, dude, what happened know. to this guy?
0: So I mean, who knows? <laughs> who, who knows really? But it really was like watching watching Trey Flowers on our defense. It was it was really bad. So they've got if they can fix that, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. To winning this game. Um, and then your your offense just has to, I agree with you. I don't want to be talking about Gino at the end of this game. I really don't. I would like to be talking about it Because for me, this is a Pete Carroll legacy game. I've been watching Pete all year. How he mm-hmm. plays defense this year goes goes, in my opinion really far on if I want him to stay or not. It's just been frustrating having a defensive coach that can't like coach defense. So if he can prove he can coach an adequate defense, then I want him to stay because I love Pete. But this is a big part of that. You cannot have a team in your division, whether they're great or whether they're bottom of the barrel in the league, and you can't beat them. You, you'll you never get to the top like that. you never win a Super Bowl like that. You need to be able to conquer people in the division. That's how the division is won. That's how playoff games are won. And you oh, can't yeah. afford to continue to get owned by uh, by uh, Sean McFay, especially when his team looks like this. Like, mm-hmm. I got it a couple of years ago. Like, now, you got to beat them. Like, so, yeah. um, we, would love to, we would love to just talk about him, him, Shane Waldron, strategy. Um, would I agree with you. One game would be very important. They run the ball, play action, Mm Geno's accurate, defense plays like they have been playing as of late and they don't completely change their strategy just because of Sean McVay. Um, Then I think they win, but they got to do it. And we haven't seen a lot of either of those things. We haven't seen a lot of Pete Carroll be able to play aggressive coverage against the Rams. And we haven't seen a lot of Geno not being able to turn the ball over. And also not a lot of Charbonnet running. So these are all things, if they're serious about winning the next gauntlet, I think this will be how they play. I'm looking at strategy. Yes, Mm -hmm. score matters. But like how they play against the Rams, to me, will dictate if you got a chance against the others. Because if you can't adjust for the Rams, then just roll in the Ls. Like just go ahead and roll
1: all fours. And that's what's frustrating. Is that this is a must win game for the Seahawks. And I don't say that very often, but you look at their upcoming opponents, you don't want to be six and four going into those next four games. Seven and three seems fine. Re- realistically, we should be seven and two right now. That Bengals game was so frustrating. Yeah, it was. With the, you know, our defense in the second half, holding Burrow to 43 total passing yards in the second half. And you don't win that game. I mean, Whatever. Yeah, but that that was a month ago. But anyways, um, yeah, this is this is a must win. So we gotta have it.
0: Agreed. Um, do you got a prediction?
1: Thirty-one twenty-eight. Hawks. Nice. Um. Actually, can I can I change it? Yeah. Thirty-one twenty-four.
0: Hawks. I think I'm gonna go twenty-four seventeen. And I'm real confident that Gino can put up 31 points consistently. Don't.
1: Sorry. Like, no. <laughs> okay. I love to
0: sure. see it though. Would love to see it, but I just he's lost that trust in me. I used to trust him to do that. Four weeks ago, I would I would have thrown it out there as a score, but I just uh,
1: try. I'm scared he's gonna yeah. throw a pick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We we'll we see. have to win. I mean we we absolutely we, we have to win. If not, we're going to start looking at mock drafts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: <laughs> agree. All right, Joe, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up?
1: Uh, I think that's it. So thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate
0: it. Oh, of course. I, I really appreciate you hopping on. Um, always, always great talking Hawks with you, uh, checking in. So next time I'll hop on yours. Anyway, uh, Joe, why don't you tell them where they can find you and then I'll take us on out of here
1: oh yeah just uh seahawk talk no spaces uh joe stevens on youtube and joe stevens 39 on twitter
0: <laughs> yep be sure to give him a like and a follow subscribe to his channel also while you're subscribing make sure to subscribe to the sports ethos page at ethos seahawks um also you can if you're listening on youtube go ahead and subscribe hit that notification button so you get updates on when we go live anyway that is all the time we have for today that's it go hawks
1: Go off. Go on.